Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Life on the Fairway podcast. My name is Sean Cato, and I am joined here by my co-host, Alvin Kwok. Alvin, how are you doing? I'm doing very fine. How are you? Yeah, thank you. I'm doing well as well. Folks, uh, this is the first episode of the Life on the Fairway podcast. Uh, Alvin, why don't you uh, tell us uh, you know, what our mission is and uh, what this podcast is going to be about. Yeah, our mission is to gather some of the best junior and amateur golfers to share their tips to other junior golfers on how to become good at golf and tips on getting to college and just playing consistent golf. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think we uh, we both get a lot of questions uh, from, you know, junior golfers we know or even, you know, other amateurs that we play with regularly about, like, you know, how we're so good and how we've had so much success. And uh, I think that it's really cool to, to give back in golf and the ability to, you know, to learn and to teach. And I think uh, we're going to be able to, you know, grow the game and, you know, share that with our, our listeners here. Yeah. I'm excited. Cause I looking forward to learning some myself as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Me too. Um, so why don't we get into today's episode, Alvin? Yeah, um, on the first episode, I'll be interviewing you and just give a little introduction about yourself. Does that sound cool? Yeah, awesome. Let's do it. Okay, let's, let's start from the beginning. Uh, when did you start playing and what got you to fall in love with the game? Yeah, sure. Um, so I grew up uh, up in Bellingham, Washington, um, small town, kind of up near the border. Um before I was born, actually, my dad, uh, we lived on like, a couple acres of land, um, and he hired like a contractor to build a golf course, um, you know, kind of like a driving range like par three, probably was like 250 yards or so, a ton of flags. And, um, you know, I can, I don't really remember this, but, you know, he said that I would go out there with them when I was really young and, you know, club was taller than me. But I'd, you know, still try to swing it. And, you know, he started bringing me when I got a little older. Um, you know, I played my first round of golf when I was six years old, I think, up at uh, Lake Padden Golf Course. Um, and from there, I was kind of hooked. Like, I can't remember a time where golf has not been in my life and, you know, one of the most important things in my life. Does your dad still golf with you? Uh, yeah, yeah. We get out occasionally nowadays. He's, you know, he's busy with work and stuff all the time but you know it's a it's kind of a family thing now like my whole family sister mom dad all play so that's it's been really cool to you know get out with them and you know kind of use it as like a family time and a family activity yeah that's awesome when did you when did you first be your dad do you remember that uh yeah i kind of uh, i don't like remember the exact like like day i think i was like nine years old maybe eight or nine years old i think i think that was when i broke 100 for the first time my dad is he's no stick by any means um you know just an avid golfer but um, i think i i think i was at north bellingham and i shot 99 for the first time and i beat him by maybe a couple oh Um, that's awesome you know i thankfully haven't lost him since then (laughs) but uh you know it's great. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it was, it's cool to look back on that and, you know, kind of laugh and chuckle, but yeah, it's yeah. a cool experience. 
Okay, let's let's jump ahead a couple of years. I wanted I was wondering, it was like since 2017 that you started playing really well. And seeing you right now, you it's like seems like you have no weakness in your game. So what was your mindset that allowed you to get to this point? And what do you think kind of like clicked for you to have the big change? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, growing up, uh, I started when I was eight, I started playing golf tournaments. Like I played WJGA, Washington Junior Golf. Um, I can remember like a guy when I was practicing kind of approached me like, hey, do you know about WJGA? I was like, no uh what is it and then you know we kind of ever since then have uh played wjga i played my whole you know junior career my sister does now um so you know they're a big part of you know my life growing up so that was really cool to kind of go through that um yeah honestly like when i was young i really wasn't like the best goal i was never like the best you know naturally or I was like a you know small kid, didn't really hit it very far, like didn't really have a lot. Um, but I feel like for me, I went through a much more difficult route to get where I'm at now. Like it took a lot of hard work, it took a lot of hours. Um, I wasn't, I don't believe I was like, you know, um, physically gifted maybe like other kids, but I always, you know, worked my ass off. Uh, ever since, you know, I kind of like fully committed to golf. Um, I can remember like, you know, when I was like probably like 12, 13, like I was decent. Um, but like if I was like on that trajectory, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. Like I knew I needed to get better. Um, and I think like you said, uh, in 2017, that's kind of when I fell into my own and started playing really good golf. What was the motivation for you to get better? Like, is it just, you knew that it was something more than a hobby for you? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, I wasn't like pushed by my parents. Um, but you know, they kind of, you know, at some point, probably when I was like 13 ish, 12, 13, like they were like, all right, like you got to, you got to commit to something, right? Like either like sport or school or, you know, something that you really want to, you're passionate about and you want to be good at. And, you know, they would never like, you know, push me to, to golf or like force me and, you know, overwork me kind of, but they kind of were like, all right, you got to like choose something. Um, And this wasn't like the only part of it. Um, Like I loved golf, but I just wasn't, I just clearly like wasn't very good. Um, I can remember when I was in, well, I think I was what, 13, it was eighth grade that winter. Right. Um, I remember there was a kid who I'm not going to name, uh, but you know him well. He just beat my ass all the time. Like he was way better than me and he golfed the same golf course as me. Um, and I wanted to be so much better than him. That's awesome. Uh, I'm a really competitive person. Um, and I thought that if I you know, was to, were to work hard and, you know, practice really hard. And, and I'm like, I just wanted to be better. Um, and, you know, eventually I started to beat this kid pretty consistently. Um, and then, you know, it was kind of like, all right, who's next? Like, who am I going to be better than next? And it kind of just has slowly um, 
that's kind of how I've slowly gotten better throughout my career. I think is that I've kind of gone and like seen someone or like, you know, even if I don't know them, like, you know, you kind of go, all right, like this guy is really good at this. And maybe that part of my game is not good and I need to get better at it uh, in order to beat them. Um, I think the competitive side of me has really taken me very far. That is uh, awesome. And, so cool to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like gotten me to where I'm at. Yeah. What, what part of the game do you think changed the most during that year? Uh, like back in the eighth grade? Yeah. I think I, I got really good short game. Um, like I didn't really spend that much time around it, but I remember getting really good at like short game. Like I would really struggle with like bunker shots and like, you know, those awkward, like, 30, 40-yard chips um, and, like, short-sided shots and, like, you know, pretty much basically all short game is, like, what I wanted to get better at and what I noticed that other golfers that were way better than me at the time were, like, doing. Um, so I think that that's kind of why I started to practice that aspect of the game because I really hadn't, really hadn't, like, worked on it as much as I should. That was kind of eye-opening for me. I can remember when I was still like pretty young. Um, you know, I've carried that with me ever since. Right. Um, when you got really good at golf around 2017, I remember like since then, I remember you having some big accomplishments such as multiple state wins, um, some AJJ wins, and uh, you just recently won a state amateur. Mm-hmm. What would you say is your most proud accomplishment? Cool. That's yeah. That's tough. I mean, there's, I honestly don't think like I'm a, like the most accomplished ever. I really want to like do more. Um, I don't know if it's recency bias, but the state am was a really cool win for me. Um, honestly kind of came out of nowhere and, but it was a cool experience, but I think all of those have a, a really special place in my heart and I can, you know, I can go into each, but I can, like remember myself, remember my feelings, um, like what I learned. Um, and yeah, I mean, all of those, you know, I'll kind of remember forever, which is, I think that's really cool about golf is that we all kind of have our own memories and feelings. You know, I know you have them too, as a very successful player, like that you can, you'll never forget. And I think that's, you know, part of why I love golf so much. What would you say is the first tournament win that got you? like your confidence uh i wouldn't say like confidence but i remember that state in 2015 um that was a really good field um i remember i was 15 um i was in the final group at the wjj state i didn't end up winning like the overall but i was i won my age group but i was in that final group um i played with chris mogg uh who plays at gonzaga and Joe Highsmith down at Pepperdine, uh, both, you know, great players. Um, but I remember just being so nervous, like not knowing what the heck to do, not like, like not even feeling like I belong there. Um, but, uh, I was able to grind out like a, a decent round. Um, and I remember Joe missed a really short putt on the last, uh, to win. And we took it to a playoff. Um, it was me, Joe, and uh, Sean Valvasa. 
uh, and we all parred the first hole. And I, on the second hole, it was at a Gold Mountain the Olympic course. They were both in the fairway. Um, Sean put in the bunker. Uh, Joe missed it, like, just short. Um, and I had this kind of hanging lie. I was probably, like, 85 yards-ish. Um, and I just wanted to swing. I remember I wanted to swing something hard, so I took a 60-degree. Uh, got it up there to, like, 10, 12 feet. And in the morning during my my stroke play, like, the, the first round, I uh, had, like, the exact same putt, so I knew exactly what I was going to do. It was just a matter of me starting it online, and I, you know, rolled it right in and, you know, let out a huge fist bump, and that was, like, a really cool moment. I saw a video of it, you know. It's just something that I'll never forget. Yeah, you have a lot of these clutch moments. How, <laughs> how was that? Yeah, not really, but, you know, that was up there. That was up there for sure. Did you like the state win in 2017 better than this one? Uh, yeah, I beat this, like, Alvin Watt <laughs> guy. Uh, God, that guy. Yeah, but, yeah, I think, you know, 2017, I was able to win the overall. Um, so, you know, getting on that big trophy was pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. I kind of let you win there, though. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you were you were close. I remember you had a little, little hiccup there, you know, coming down the stretch. I don't think you could... Didn't really handle the pressure as well as I did. God damn. Okay. Uh, tell us more about your champ- um, State M win. Where was it at? And did you feel like you had the game to win it? No, you don't want to keep talking about when I did. Yeah, let's, let's move on. That's hate. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can talk about the State M. Uh, well, sorry, what was your question? Uh, where was it at? Um, how was your game at that point? Like, did you know that you were going to win? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this past year, uh, I honestly, like, I mean, so I won state. I beat Alvin by a couple shots at the state uh, state championship in 2017. Hey, we um, off of this. I, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just pulling up a point. I'm just pulling a point. But since then, in 2017, I hadn't, like, won a single tournament. So I went, like, three-ish years um, without, like, winning a tournament. Um, obviously I went from playing junior golf to college golf. It's a big jump, but still, I mean, it's like the art of winning. Like it takes, if you're not doing it regularly, it's kind of like, it might maybe, it didn't really leave me. I'm not going to say, but it was like, you know, going back into that position, you know, it was, you know, a little more uncomfortable. Um, this year, the state am was at chambers. Um, so I, I opened up with a, a really good first round. I shot 65. Um, like, you know, it kind of honestly came out of nowhere. Like I hadn't, I had been playing while well. like going back. I, in March, right before COVID, um, I missed my first tournament in college. I'd probably had like, what, like almost 20 tournaments in a row, uh, my first two years. And I remember that day, you know, go into the coach's office, um, him kind of telling me, like, you're not going to play. And, he, you know, we had two individual spots, and he decided to give it to someone else other than me. He just didn't want me to – he thought it would be better for me to stay home. And, like, that was a, you know, really tough for me. Um, like, not going there with my teammates, not being their sport, you know, not being able to play. I was at Bandon, and, you know, it was, you know, 
I remember just spending the weekend alone and just like in despair because everyone had left, um, you know, and then their season got canceled, you know, three days later. So from that, I remember just being so lost in golf uh, with my game. Like I was playing poorly, you know, pretty much all of 2020. Um, honestly, like the COVID, when the COVID happened, I, you know, got to reset, got a couple weeks off. Um, you know, didn't get to play much tournaments. I played the Oregon Am before it. Played really poorly there. Like, was just super uncomfortable in my game. Um, was it was it the know, shots that your swing that was off, or mentally? Um, honestly, a little bit of both. Um, you know, during that struggle, like I, you probably think this will sound stupid, but I didn't know if I could shoot eighty on like a pretty easy course. Like it was mentally bad, physically bad, and just you know very little belief, very little confidence. Um, but I saw a new coach. Um, right before the state end. His name's Eric Stone. Um, you know, I've worked my longtime swing coach up at Bear Creek's name's JD Klein. You know, we've worked together too for forever and he's they're both awesome and you know, both utilize them both. Um, you know, we work on very similar things and he had me with a kind of a newer swing thought and it didn't really work in Oregon. Um and then mentally I was not not in a good spot either still. Um I came home to Redmond right before the state am and I was just like just so hungry to get better. Like I just wanted to get so much better. Like I was disgusted where my game was at. Um and used his motivation to to play well. And then, you know, Chambers happened in the first round. I played an um, almost flawless round, honestly. Um just did everything you're supposed to on that course. Uh, I was eight under through sixteen and then on 17 there, um, made a bogey, unfortunately. And then three-putted 18 um, from a tough spot, the par fives, to, for a par. Um, I still shot seven under. A.K. you tested You know what? <laughs> yeah, a little bit different conditions, though. The course wasn't quite as brown. Yeah. Uh, those new greens are so much better. Uh, anyways, yeah, so I think I led by, like, you know, three or four, uh, going into round two. Um, I remember that second round got a little, a little bit of a slow start. I think I was two over through seven. Um, I was able to finish really well that round. Um, hit some really good shots on the back nine to sh- shoot, uh, 69. Uh, went to that final round leading by five over Brian Humphreys, uh, who I know really well. He plays that. He's from Vancouver, Washington. He plays at uh, Boise State. Um, so we're good friends. We've seen the tournaments and all that. Um, I got off to one of the most nervy starts that I can remember. I doubled one at Chambers. I, I mean, you were there. <laughs> he caddied for me that final round. I hit it way left. Like, so yippy with the chip. I, like, just scooped it. Like, left it short. Wanted to putt it. Putt it, like, 15 feet short for bogey and missed the bogey. I was like... Wow, that's that is a just yeah, and that's what I thought. Like I wasn't, I shouldn't be there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember just being like, "Well, shit!" Like that is not what we wanted. Um, But you had shown me um, right before uh, Trevor Moad, who's uh, Russell Wilson's mental coach. I've been like 
you know, listening to his podcast and among others. Um, and he, his thoughts, um, you know, were kind of like, you know, just stay mentally uh, neutral. Um, so I thought that, you know, both of us honestly did a really good job staying neutral the whole time. Like we weren't, I wasn't, I never like did anything like when I was angry or even happy. Like I didn't, I, I don't think you can you remember like me and just calmly walked off the green and yeah, you know, sure. moved on. Cause that's all you can do. Um, I mean, I was able to bounce back at birdie three and four and it was fine. And I think I made the turn at, I want to say one over and was leading by two. Um, and yeah, it was just a dog fight the whole day. Um, Brian played really well, just hung in there. Um, and I honestly, the weird thing was I didn't, after that first hole, the nerves kind of almost left me a little bit. Um, and they didn't really come back until those last, you know, f- f- let's say four or five holes. Um, and so I think me and Brian, I was one up on Brian, I think, going into the 15th. I didn't, I, me and you didn't know. Um, and on 15, that downhill par three, I was in between clubs. And, and I was I, in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't get to see it, but it was either a big, big push with a pitching wedge or it, like it was hosel adjacent because it took off like probably 25 yards right. <laughs> and I was like, shh, like I. I wanted to like throw my club, but I was like, okay, well, awesome. Yeah, I came back on comfortable and had it. Um, one of our other caddy goes, "Your boy just shanked it." (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, it was it was not a good swing. Um, and then I get down, we get down there, it was fine, it was calm, and it was like a front pin, I remember, and I had a just terrible lie in the sandy stuff, chunked it in the bunker reasonable bunker shot to like 12-ish feet and I just willed this ball in the hole um, to stay up by one and I remember like I walked off to you um, and I was like yeah like I'm I'm a bad dude like I, I got this like this isn't over like no one I'm gonna get this I don't care how ugly it is these last three holes like I'm gonna win this golf tournament um, and then we we go to 16, I hit a great drive, solid wedge to 20-ish feet, I'd say. And it was like a middle pin. And I'm standing over this putt like, what is this putt doing? <laughs> I had literally no clue. Um, and I hadn't asked you to read a putt all day. I was like, come here. Like, is this going left? And then you go. I remember you said, no. <laughs> and I was like, shit. <laughs> He's like, probably going like a cup to the right and i was like a cup right and you're like yeah and i'm like oh my gosh all right like i believe you man i trust you here like like here goes nothing like your read is better than mine and i hit it and it's just staying way left and i was like well it's gonna miss left and just gradually broke and went in dead center and i look at you i didn't even look at the hole i just looked at you and i was like wow that was a great <laughs> like great fucking read oh my gosh and then i believe i was up by one there and then on 17 another like really bad number for like the nerves i was feeling i guess i didn't want to hit something soft so i decided to hit a really hard eight iron and i hit it 
really hard, but to the right again, like almost near Hosel adjacent again. Um, and I was like, no, you've got to be <laughs> like, I can't not twice. <laughs> and then we get up there and it's, it's, it's actually fine. Cause it was right of the bunkers um, for those of you that played. So, I mean, God awful shot. Thankfully it was the front pin and I just chopped a 60. I don't know how I made clean contact came up really good. Went up the slope, came back to like three feet, made it. And I was like, just deep breath, walk to 18. Great drive. Probably one of the best three woods I've hit in my life. It was probably about 265 up the hill, that back pin. I imagine this little fade, like, just left of the little tent in the back and fading just left of the pin. So it would climb up the slope. And it everything happened perfectly. And I two-putted and walked out of there um, somehow the champion. Um, I think the biggest takeaway of that, like, down the stretch was, like, yeah, I hit probably two of the worst shots that you'll ever see a state am hit. Um, but at the same time, that's not going to be on the trophy and it's not going to be on the scorecard. And, you know, it's going to be hilarious, first of all, forever. Um, but, but I was a little bit shocked and a little bit, you know, I was obviously very, very pleased that I was able to hang in there mentally uh, when yeah, things weren't going well. Uh, I think that's something that I can you know, take with me moving forward and like a lesson to learn for junior golfs out there. I mean, it's really hard to, to close a lead. Um, um, but I think that for me anyways, like I've done really well in that. I don't know why, but I have done a really good job of staying present and just believing in myself and not giving up the whole way, even if things aren't looking good. Um, so yeah, that's that yeah, story. So tell us more about your mentality to stay in those moments. Like what is your biggest key to play mm-hmm. consistent golf mentally? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think since I've gotten to college, I think it's gotten a lot better. Um, you know, obviously you showed me Trevor Moad, who's, uh, Russell Wilson's, uh, mental coach who, uh, you know, I've listened to and, you know, he's done some Russell Wilson's done unbelievable things. And I think that his mind really, you know, sets him apart. And I think that in sports, especially sports like golf, like you, that's one of the only ways to almost set yourself apart nowadays because everyone's so dang good. Um, I think I've kind of taken little bits and pieces away from either other players that are really good or like, you know, my coach and, you know, you know, my friends like you that, you know, show me, you know, other people. Um, For example, like my coach um, does stats for Joel Damon, who's on tour now. And I've been able to talk to Joel and, you know, he's been killing it out there. Um, just extremely consistent, you know, he's hasn't won quite yet, but, you know, I know he's going too soon. Um, but Joel said that he, he doesn't think he's like really improved as much as most people would think, you know, he's top like 60 in the world now. Um, and he just said that he just believes in himself so much and so much more than he ever has. Um, you know, kind of say like, you know, I'm never going to be Roy McIlroy, but if you give me Roy McIlroy one-on-one for one day, I'm, I'm going to beat him. 
And that kind of mentality, uh, I think, is really key. It's obviously a difficult spot to get to, but if you can get there, uh, you'll be unstoppable, I think. How about um, golf technique, like swing-wise? Tell me more about the new swing change you had with your new coach, Eric Stone. Uh, Yeah, so uh, I think uh, for me, part of my swing, like ever since I've been young, is – you know, trying to get the ball out there. I got really flippy at the bottom. Um, so yeah, JD also was, was big on getting rid of that. And we've been, we've been working on that for a long time. I think I've been working on it like honestly for over a year with, you know, combined with both coaches, just trying to get some more consistency and use my body better. Not like my small muscles, like my hands and wrists. Um, but, uh, yeah, both of them have been instrumental in you know, making me a better golfer. Um, Eric kind of gave me this extension drill of trying to get my left arm away from my body and not kind of like pull it toward me, if that makes sense. Um, so I'll use like the tour striker ball, uh, which is the ball that you you know wrap around your neck and there's like a, a ball in between your elbows and we're going to work on that. Um, you know, I'm able to send both of them like videos and stuff and they're you know, great supporters and, you know, can do it without them. Um, but yeah, they've both been awesome and they're both so supportive and both, you know, smart golfers as well that have taught me a lot um, and just made me right. better, I think. Okay. We're kind of running out of time here. So do you want to give us some last tips to junior golfers? Your biggest advice? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think – ooh, that's a big one. I think junior golfers, for one, or even amateurs as well, just need to believe in themselves or at least try to learn to. Um, you know, it's re- I, I remember the pressure of, like, you know, trying into good college, trying to impress college coaches um, and all that, and, like, the golf is – you know, it can become difficult and overwhelming because of that. Um, but uh, I think a way to separate yourself is to just, you know, think about the time you've put in um, and think about all the sacrifices you've made and just believe that it's enough. Um, and if it's not enough, like if you're not playing well, then maybe you're not working hard enough or maybe you need to, you know, sacrifice more. Uh, to be where you want to be. Uh, that's that's one big key. Um, I think that for me, um, having success on like kind of every level that you go is really important. Um, if you've never won before, like literally nothing, it can be difficult for the like all of a sudden go from, you know, smaller local tournaments to like a big AJGA because it's just, you know, every level you go up, it gets, you know, it gets a lot harder. Everything's a lot bigger. Um, and to be mentally capable to win at, you know, smaller levels uh, is huge because you can, you know, draw off those experiences and and gain experience and gain knowledge of, you know, little things like how your body feels when you're nervous or how, what shots, you know, what kind of shots you hit when you're nervous or how you're, how that things react so that you can know and get better and 
you know, kind of know your tendencies or what works well. Um, and just like learning to win, which is if you want to be successful, you need to be able to do at uh, every level. Um, and then maybe going into stuff for, for college. Uh, I play at Oregon State. Um, I think that it's really important to be really honest with yourself. Uh, if you want to play, this is for the juniors out there that want to play college golf. Um, you know, it's really competitive, especially right now. Um, and I think that the most important thing is like playing. Um, right. I bet you would agree with that, right? Um, if you go to a place where you're going to sit or have to redshirt or, you know, play a tournament a year, like, what's the point of that? I, I just don't understand. Um, like, I came here knowing that I would be part of the future of this team, and my coach believed in me, and my coach believed that, and that I was going to be a fundamental building block of this team. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to be a role player. I'm going to be a leader. And I don't, I don't know why you'd want to be, you know, sitting at home because it's not fun. I, you know, I've done it once and it made me want to get so much better. Right. And, it, you know, it drove me, but at the same time, you don't want to be doing that all the, all the time. Cause you know, there's only so many tournaments and the four years goes by so fast. Uh, like it's hard to believe that I'm, you know, two and a half years into this already. Which is, it just feels like it's gone by so fast. Um, so I think that's really I, I love too. your mindset with all that confidence, yeah. like your tone and your language is just so positive and confident. Where does that belief come from that you emphasize so much? Um, I think it's just been for me, like over time, um, you know, uh, I don't want to, you know, you don't want to come off as cocky or arrogant, uh, but at the same time, like you need to look, be able to, look yourself in the mirror. And like I said, be honest with yourself. And I, you know, when I look at myself, I say, Hey, like you are, you know, literally one of the best golfers on the planet, which is, you know, may not be like on the PJ tour right now, but I'm probably, you know, one of the best golfers on the planet, whether I'm on the tour or not at the moment. Like I believe that. And I need to, you know, train like that. I need to live my life like that. Um, it's crazy how if you kind of like live to what you want to be and how those, you know, for me being a pediatric player, how those people do it, um, that you almost put yourself in their shoes and you do things like the way they would and you practice the way they would and, you know, everything will kind of, makes sense um and so i've I've been working on that you know recently and just trying to focus on myself and you know be the best you know not only golfer like there's more life than golf but i think that being the best golfer in person i can be is yeah i'm getting the sense that there's all this confidence and self-belief has to come from hard work and good like good results something that you can rely on. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. But what yeah, do you do yeah. in a time yeah, when yeah, you're struggling sure. and your hard work doesn't seem to be paying off? 
Yeah. Um, yeah, it's gonna, it ha- it's happened. I mean, it was very recently that it did. Um, I think for me, uh, I was lucky enough to have, you know, one of the greatest moms like ever, uh, that's always supported me and we would always, you know, she was a great, is still a great mentor. Um, always love to say, um, that life's like a circle. Um, and there's going to be ups and downs. Like you're going to, you know, be up and you're going to be down. Um, but you're never going to spend all of your time up and down. And just knowing that, uh, when you are down, there's no, even though it may look from the outside, like difficult, or, you know, maybe it might look like you're in a bad spot, but if you're down, then you're, you know, you're on your way up. Um, and it, you need to, even when things are hard, um, you, you know, this is life and golf. Like you need to keep doing your thing, you know, stay consistent, have a routine, you know, maybe, and not change anything and just keep doing what you're doing and, you know, kind of have faith that everything will work out right. the way it's supposed to. In the end. Yeah, that is awesome. Learned a lot from you today, Sean. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Thank, thanks for coming on. And this is going to be fun. Uh, you know, we've got some uh, interviews lined up for you guys soon with other golfers. Uh, we're going to do you next uh, and learn from you. Um, yes, and, sir. And we're excited to get this going, aren't you? All right. Well, Alvin, that was fun. Uh, thank yeah, you for your thank time. You guys. And thank you, everyone, for listening. See you guys soon. All right.